This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. So in the last episode, Michelle, I just come back from visiting you in Melbourne. We'd been to the National Gallery of Victoria together. I'd bought a fabulous book all about Agnes Martin. I was completely juiced up on the inspiration, I have to say. And it really led to yet another shift in my thinking about and my feeling about my art, which started uh, just before I headed to Melbourne. I'd had a day in the studio where I felt like I was really solving some problems to put it that way. And then on the plane down to Melbourne, I was listening to a podcast uh, about intuition. And you know, sometimes when people say things just a particular way, and it kind of rings a bell for you, and you're like, oh, hang on. And I realized that in the studio the day before, I had been problem solving in, and in my mind, I'd been thinking about other people, thinking about external circumstances, thinking about how to make something where all the pieces could fit together so I could produce a final painting, if you know what I mean. I was kind of being a bit mechanical. I'd slipped into quite a mechanical mindset around it. In that moment, I thought if it was just me, if it was just what my intuition wanted me to do, I don't think it would be like that. And then Mm -hmm. I went to the gallery with you and then I spent a whole day immersed in Agnes Martin, who completely took herself to the desert and lived and made art. Surrendered. Yes, and created this amazing container where she could completely surrender to her own guidance, intuition, however you want to think about it, however it works for you. Yes, I've come back and, and looked at the work on the walls and cleared some stuff away and just... It's a breath of fresh air through my studio and in my mindset about how I want to express what I have within me rather than trying to kind of Tetris block fix ideas and solutions about this or that about art or whether it should be this way or that way, but more letting that internal expression just burst forth and it it feels like a breakthrough and that's kind of what we were talking about how we can have these breakthroughs in perspective in insight um it can feel like a whole new world you know like it's a it's a new version of beck in the studio now than it was a week ago yeah and i think what's happening or what i'm seeing happen for you is this really big shift in identity and becoming more and more clear on what you want, you know, as an artist, how mm-hmm. you want that lifestyle to exist, how you want to fully express yourself. I think there's so many filters that we have and there's a lot of blocks that we have that we aren't even aware of, I think. And that's why I think breakthroughs are super important when we're really I guess what I like to look at is, you know, you're really becoming more of yourself every breakthrough, you know. That's it. Yeah. And it's a, and it it's a constant surprise to me, a constant surprise <laughs> because each breakthrough, each is like a a, a layer of onion, you know, peeling yeah. the onion back. And when it happens, it feels like, "Oh, this is it. 
this yeah. this is the center of the onion now. There can't be any more layers past this. And I swear I thought that like a year ago, <laughs> thought that yeah. six months ago, and I'm sure I've talked about feeling that way on this podcast. Seven episodes back or something, like a few months ago, I, I had um, what felt through felt like a real shedding that felt like I'd really broken through something. And I think, oh, it can't be any more than this. And then it breaks open again and it feels wonderful. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just that, oh, there are always more layers to go down. And I think you're right about if I went back four years, six years, two years, whatever it is, if you go back to who you were at that time and what your perspective was, if I had tried to make a big leap to now from then, it wouldn't have been possible because I needed to go through those iterations. You need to discover you can't just import something. Someone can't just tell you, okay, no. be this way. You can be completely free back. Go for it. The the person it's, and the art yes, I that I that. thought was be, being completely yeah. free then is just completely different now. It blows my mind, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's the part that I'd love to dig deeper in today because I think that when we think of a breakthrough, we think it's like one big kaboom, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I just don't see it like that at all. I see it really differently. I see it as really intentionally designing breakthroughs that will help you right now. Mm -hmm. due to the next step. Because again, we have these identities that we want. Beck wants to be completely free, as you can hear, like free, no outside influence filtering what she puts out there. Am I mm -hmm. correct about that? Yeah. And yet there's all these things that come up that don't allow that for that to happen automatically. Mm -hmm. Like it's not completely automatic in the way that Beck wants to experience it. But if I say, you know, a year ago, which I probably did, just be free back. <laughs> just let it go. Like, it's, But it's a process, really, isn't it? It really and is. In yeah. order to achieve what we want to achieve, which really is an identity shift, yes. you know, yeah. at a cellular level, I believe, we also have to be open to designing breakthroughs. You know, you can't just wish, oh, I wish this would happen. Hmm. You know, it's it's got to be more intentional than that, I think. And mm -hmm. I think that it's easy to also feel like it's not possible because it feels so far. I mean, I'll give you an example. I was I like speaking it. to my son last weekend after a soccer game, and he was really disappointed because he's he's been pretty good at soccer. And he recently, over the last year, has really been in a higher level soccer team, as in like he's playing with better players. Mm -hmm. The self-confidence has gone down, right. not up. Yeah, yeah. And he was on the field and he was doing this thing. And so afterwards, I was like, how come you didn't go and get it back from him? Like, why did you not go get the ball back? And in that split moment, I was like, oh, he doesn't believe he can actually get it back. That's mm -hmm. why he didn't do it. And as artists, I think we have that same thing come up for us. Like, we don't go into the studio to tackle it again sometimes because we don't believe it's possible. And, you know, that. so there's all this stuff that comes up that... We have to really start intentionally designing breakthroughs that help us overcome those things. So you can imagine that I'm working with my son now on like, what's it going to take to actually face that fear that you don't believe in yourself like you used to, you know? That is an excellent example. And I think so applies in the art space as well, because when you talk about 
you know, shifting identity at a cellular level, it's so, I don't think we necessarily always make that connection that when you talk about your identity, that includes subconscious stories. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about, um, you know, Beck wanting to be as free as she possibly can, or any artist wanting to be as free as they possibly can, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm being free, but in your identity, there's something that says, yeah, be free, but don't forget that you have to be this way to fit into your family. Don't forget that you have to be this way to be successful as an artist. Don't forget that you have to be this way to not look like a weirdo or something or for other people to understand you or whatever it is. And those can be really core stories that are happening inside sometimes running so automatically, so deeply, like you say, at a cellular level, that you don't even see them as an option to change. But that's what you're breaking through. That's what you're shifting. And that's what, um, like you say with your son, you might not even see that as a possibility because of, of what's going on. So the, the ability, which I know because I've worked with you, Michelle, to have a step back, to go through the kind of teaching that you do, it reveals some of those hidden identities, stories, beliefs. You know, there's a lot of different pieces to it, keeping you from um, going that next step, achieving what you want, you know, the next step, the next iteration. A breakthrough helps us advance. And mm. for me, I literally cannot function in my studio without consciously doing them all the time. I love it. It's a bit it addictive, my, isn't it? It is because yeah. you, you, you evolve, you grow, you make stuff that's interesting. You know, your collectors love it. Like there's so many wins that happen from intentionally working on having breakthroughs in your art practice and the ripple effect's huge. I mean, you know, I just think that the more you get really good at kind of looking at things the way they really are in reality, you know, as mm. opposed to like, I don't know why I'm not getting in the studio. It's just not happening. Exactly. That's what I was going to ask you about. I think the implications of not having breakthroughs, it's, it can be, get really tangled. It can get really messy, I think, because the way that that has looked like for me in the past um, and, you know, as a, and when I say in the past, you know, last week, uh, <laughs> you can have a lot of different feelings and 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 kind of symptoms happening. Like you can have this feeling that you want to do something bigger, and when and I mean like more significant to you, but you can't quite work out what that is because, and the reason you can't, the reason you you can't see that is because you're have these kind of limitations I was talking about. This is what it feels like to me. You're caught in this more limited view and you're kind of just going in circles. And I think that's where these feelings, like if when I felt really frustrated in the studio, when I felt like I'm, I'm trying a lot of different things but nothing's feeling satisfying, it's not working for me, um, I think you would have diagnosed that previously as kind of like a growth opportunity. Something's going on there. But what it takes to actually, it's not, oh, something's going on. I have a growth opportunity, click my fingers, then it <laughs> happens. you got to actually, like you say, dig into the un uncomfortable part instead of just 
keeping to try and push the old ways and, and your previous way of being and doing because you've talked to me about this, Michelle. In some ways, part of you's already moved on and yeah. part of you hasn't caught up. That's what's happening yes, there, isn't yes, it? Like your vision yes. part knows that there's something ahead where she wants to be, mm-hmm. but there's something about you about some other part of you that's not ready to go there yet. And so you get caught in this kind of stuck feeling place. When I started really understanding the power that I could have to change things, Mm. you know, and I think that's the part that I think we can, we have a lot more control over it than we think. Mm -hmm. I think that we think uh, like, oh, we just get in the studio. I'm going to quickly produce more paintings. I'm going to work on some finished pieces. And my answer to that is actually like, let's take a step back. Because if you can take a step back, you're going to be able to get through those pieces even quicker mm. with less struggle. And mm. I think that's the part where I hear, you know, some artists say like, I'm really busy. I'm working on a series or I'm already selling. I don't know how to fit this in mm. and, and fit this, this it, kind of, this process of reexamining. Yeah, this, exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. And to um, to use a breakthrough to advance what you're already working on. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, let's just stop everything. It's not like, you know, going to art school and like, let's take four years to examine everything. I mean, you can. <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> yeah. do that. But it's designed really like what I'm, the breakthroughs I'm talking about are really designed to help you make shifts that impact your work right this very second, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and very specifically, I think that's the other part about breakthroughs that I think, you know, the the myth of the big kaboom, like, well, what is the big kaboom anyway? It's about little specific things that make a shift in lots of areas. It could be beliefs, but it could be something in the studio process that helps mm-hmm. you reflect better so that you can actually go, oh, I can see it clearer. And now mm-hmm. I know what to do in the studio. I see mm-hmm. a lot of... um artists get stumped in the studio because they don't have clarity. And for me, the breakthrough um, process that I'm talking about here really helps me have much better clear vision. So I know what actions to take in the studio, you know, as opposed to thinking about it all the time. So I guess what I'm saying is it kind of takes us out of, yes, we're talking about thinking, but we're really talking about things that move you into action and what those next actionable steps are. For me, this last breakthrough of, of fresh perspective, um, there's certainly an element there, and I don't know if this is probably an element that in some ways appears across all, all the breakthroughs that we can achieve. There's an element there of realizing that I've got this, you know, like I've got it, mm-hmm. I've got it in me. And I feel this very strongly in the studio. If if only, <laughs> if only this tiny little thing, if only I could, you know, they say get out of my own way. If only mm-hmm. I could trust myself. I I do have the answers, but it's like saying, just be free, just be free. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of work in to make yourself. that happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think the other part in terms of trusting yourself is also having a vision that you believe in mm-hmm. and trusting that that vision itself is worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And that is something that um, 
you know, I think can mislead us because if we don't have a vision that's something that we really genuinely care about, I feel like it's easy to turn our back on it. It's easy to be like, ah, get to that later, you know, because it gets hard sometimes. And this is the reality of anything. It's not like exclusive to art that art is the only hard thing in the world. You know, it's like you as as, you know, any thing, even parenting for that matter, like it gets hard. And but if you have a vision for what you want it to be, mm. that is part of creating those breakthroughs so that you you have a vision that you want and then you design the breakthroughs to help you get that vision. But right, I think there's right, a lot yeah. of unclear um visions that are happening like it's a bit too muddy it's a bit too you know it's it's over there somewhere and it's not really specific enough again i think some of that goes down to getting invested into a vision that you care about even if it scares you when i say scare like it feels we feel vulnerable vulnerable about it and Admitting we feel that that's what we want yeah yeah and we feel a bit exposed i mean i'm going to have a solo exhibition and as much as I wanted it, I feel extremely exposed, you know, that I'm doing that. And that's something that I have to walk through mm-hmm. in a way that um, I have to just overcome that. Do you think that when you talk about having a vision, someone might feel is so far away, like maybe it, whether it's a distance or a vagueness thing, and then you're talking about trying to create these breakthrough points on your way to that is it useful to articulate a vision that's specific and also maybe a certain distance you know like within a year Mm -hmm. or as in as in thinking of something like if if your vision let's say was to have a solo exhibition in new york Mm -hmm. somewhere or other i don't know in the Mm -hmm. museum of modern art in new york (laughs) that's a place (laughs) and you might say well that's a big vision would it yeah would you think that in terms of designing those steps forward that you might start with, say, the National Gallery of Victoria or something? I don't yeah, know. Do you yeah. bring it back a little bit or do you yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really does depend on, you know, where you're at and what you want. But I think that a lot of people, and I'm saying yeah. this for myself, like we're scared to say what we really want. So go for that New York museum. Go for that first. First, we need to actually decide what we what do we actually care about. What do we what lights a fire under us? You Mm -hmm. know, because when we know that there's this burning desire, you know, again, when it gets hard, because it's going to get hard. You know, Mm. like art doesn't always come out perfectly. FYI, (laughs) I'm laughing at myself. Like every time I'm in the studio, but you know, we have to care about the dream big enough in a bigger in a bigger way so that mm-hmm. we can we can work towards understanding what it's going to take to get there yeah because i think we don't like we're like oh that's too big that's too hard as opposed to like no just put a stake in the ground you know the how's going to reveal itself mm-hmm. if we can really look at it for the way it really is and say well i'm here over here you know, me and Moma next year, maybe not. Um, <laughs> could take a little more work than that. Yeah. So, but it's like, okay, well, where am I? What is what is my next, you know, year step? My next two years step? My next three mm. years steps? Like on that and, path, yeah, yeah. And really looking at it, and um, and this is why I'm such a big fan of doing breakthroughs in your studio on a regular basis and designing those intentionally because it's not like you're going to be able to just 
pull yourself aside for a couple years and say, all right, you know what? We're going to have like two years of breakthroughs and then we're going to get into MoMA. Like it's, it's <laughs> and then not we'll be like set that. And, and everything yeah. will be like daisies exactly. from then on. Nothing. I mean, it's no other changes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really work like that. But if you can make continual breakthroughs and you can make a 1% change on a regular, consistent basis, mm, it's mm-hmm. like working out. What does the workout trainer tell you to do? He doesn't say go in and lift you know, your maximum weight in one day and then you're going to have all these ripped muscles. No, it's the same you're gonna thing. You're going to have a ripped like, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will have a ripped something. So it's consistency and small steps, you know, mm. that make someone, you know, super healthy and strong. I watched my husband. He's my role model. He's very consistent in his workouts. And it's the consistency that um, in my workouts that are the problem. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing in the studio. The more I'm consistent about doing breakthroughs and just literally designing them, inserting them on a regular basis, the better my work gets. Mm. It's it seems really simple, you know, from a like big picture down, but it's it's it is. It is the thing that's working. What I love about that as well is that you're talking about being consistent and consistently innovative. So mm-hmm. when we think about being consistent with workouts and that kind of thing, we can think, oh, like it's boring. Like it's showing mm-hmm. up and doing the same treadmill over and over again. Mm-hmm. But as you've told us and again and again, that curiosity and surprise are big drivers for you. And what you love consistently in the studio is to be surprised. You're consistent in seeking out something new something that's a step forward, something that's a growth forward. And going back to that vision idea as well, it occurred to me that you're saying, you know, we need to face the reality in a way because that part of us that we were talking about who's already who's already at MoMA, like she's already standing <laughs> in the room seeing the paintings on the wall, if the other part of you that's, that is afraid, that is feeling more limited, that is convinced that that's not possible, is unwilling to kind of say that out loud and admit it, you're kind of split. Like she's mm-hmm. not coming back from MoMA. She's she's over there. She's gone. <laughs> and she's not working with you anymore because you're yep. not kind of engaged. So it's yeah, it's kind of an integration, isn't it? It's getting Very it's much. getting all your artist parts and artist selves excited, like you say, with a fire to show up and do the more challenging work but be really excited about it yeah be Mm. excited and I think the other part is like I know this sounds like it's a lot of work because we're talking about words like consistency and you know and do the work but it can be really playful it can Mm. be really fun and when I was listening to you describe myself in the studio and I'm thinking how would I go into the studio and not play what would that look like that does not sound fun. I'll so, tell you. Do you want me to tell you what it would look like? I'm like, you drag yeah, yourself in there. You'd look at the paintings on the wall that are half done. You're like, what am I yeah. doing with this work? You're like, oh, maybe, maybe if I add some of this, you know, maybe if I add some magenta, it'll brighten things up. Oh, but it, I don't feel done. Like that doesn't, what else am I going to do? Like, so right. the heaviness. it becomes a drudgery. It's yeah. very heavy. It's very yeah. heavy. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and trust me, I've like I've been there as well. Mm. So don't think like this is like, you know, this is Michelle's like day one mindset. <laughs> like that's uh, that's an illusion. This is Michelle person- left out of left out of bed one day and is like, I'm gonna begin to paint and I will be entirely inspired be by perfect surprise. right from the beginning. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was like it's it's like a code that I cracked along the way. And it was it was painful and struggling and so I mm. I can appreciate the heaviness of that and that's why when I started realizing what could actually help me yeah dead I was like now I look back and like why would I do it any other way it doesn't make sense to me well that's what we're talking about isn't it that's the exact thing that is the signal of I got to change this up because mm-hmm. this is not how I get to be a happy artist. This is not how I get to be a successful artist. This is not how I get to make my best work, something that's unique, that's what I really feel like I have within me to make. It's not how I run a sustainable business. That feeling of heavy drudgery is is not doesn't fuel art, Mm-mm. really. No. And not only does it not fuel it, you literally will stop at some point because it's mm. just in the in the too hard, painful bucket. Like that's the, I don't know what the definition of insanity is for artists specifically, but <laughs> repeating yourself doing that over and over and over, like that's just, you're going to eventually be like, oh, it's not for me because why would you? I mean, anyone who's struggling, you know, and it's painful, like you just will start to avoid it completely. Mm-hmm. So it's, but it, but I wanted to say today, like it, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's common that we feel that way. But knowing what I've gone through in my process, I know that it doesn't have to be that way. And there's a way to actually fuel you in a way that gives you energy instead of depleting you, you know, and yeah. taking from you and and struggling and feeling confusion. Like, because art is around, you know, really getting in touch with your fully expressive self, right? Like, yeah, that's and what gets you excited to do that in a way that does not put the barriers up in a way that allows you to get in there and like try things that you haven't tried before because that's where the new comes from mm-hmm. that's where the playfulness comes from and and that's where it becomes more fun and you know when i look at breakthroughs i look at them as like well this is this is fun you know it's doesn't have to be tricky and it's also something that you can integrate from the beginning, like if you're starting from scratch and you want to create a whole new body of work, mm-hmm. or if you want to really improve the work that you're working on in a series already, this is t- super great, you know, for that as well. So I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're feeling trapped in your artist bubble, mm-hmm. you don't have to be. You can definitely start designing breakthroughs. And what that really looks like for us as artists individually, we're really looking at like identifying real gaps and actions that fill those gaps that we can take. You know, that's what we're really talking about. So that's if you're feeling, you know, you're over here and you want to go over there, what are those real gaps and what are those real actions and how do we intentionally create things that help us get from a to b Mm, like bridges yes what like imagine what the bridge will be between where you are now and where you want to be 
sounds yes. simple, but it, <laughs> yes. you can really get, get a lot out of that. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's the bridge has many steps, mm. but they're doable steps as opposed yeah. to one giant hike that you can't even manage. Yeah. And I think it takes something you mentioned earlier. It takes clarity, like mm-hmm. real honesty about where you are now and real honesty about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of imagination and trying to access your full kind of potential. And to start to believing in yourself, you know, if you're not already, like for sure, start believing in yourself. And it first starts with believing the vision of the future that you want. Mm -hmm. 